Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Care Inspectorate's podcast on Meaningful Connection. My name is Barbara Lawson and I'm joined today by Ken who lives in Glennie House Care Home and in this episode we're going to be talking about Ken's experiences of moving into the care home during the pandemic and also some of the things that he likes to get up to to keep busy in the care home. So Ken, welcome to today's show. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you. Hi. Yeah, so do you want to just say um, hello, everyone? I'm Kenneth Graham. I rode the wind in the willows. <laughs> kid on. <laughs> you kid on. You've got the same name. So same nice. Name. Yeah, so nice to have you today on today's episode, Ken. And do you want to just tell people a bit about your background, about yes. you've got quite an interesting story of when you came to the UK? I was born in 1935 and I came over to the UK in the Windrush before it sunk. I came from India, but I was 12 years old when I arrived in London. And there was two places we could go to, either London or Bridge Weir. Now, I didn't know where Bridge Weir was. All I knew was in Scotland, and I said to Dad, let's go to Scotland. And I've been in Scotland ever since 1935. I was 12 years old when I arrived in London. And I'm now 87. And I've been in the care home for the last two years. Two years in May, I think it was. Yep. I was staying with my daughter in Muirkirk. And it didn't suit me because she's 40 and I'm 80 odd. We had both differences in what we wanted to. She wanted to watch Coronation Street. Well, it's no use to me, Coronation Street, because I want all the sports. And I had sports on my Sky TV, and I've got it in the home now. Yeah, good. And you were initially living down in Bridge of Weir at the start of the pandemic, wasn't it? And then you yes. made a decision to move near your daughter, to move well, in with your daughter. Well, what happened was I was not able, to, I was up the stairs in a flat. And I, I also owned the bottom flat, but we let it out to people. And I couldn't get up and down the stairs. And my daughter says, this is no use, you can't stay on your own. But I was doing my cooking and all for about 15 years after my wife died. I, I was then looking after myself, going to church every Sunday and Wednesday and doing care work. I the laugh was, I used to say, I'm in a care home now. I used to go around care homes singing to the people to keep them entertained and now I'm getting entertained by someone comes in oh, to us. Yeah, I, good for I you. I think I've had Parkinson's for about four, four years. And, you know, I always say to Billy Connolly, he says he's got sugarly legs. I say, I've got sugarly hands, my legs are not so bad. Yeah, so because you had the Parkinson's disease, was that one of the contributing the, factors for you moving yes, into the care because, home because when i was with my daughter i was still in the kitchen making tea and all but she's at work worrying about me being in the house alone and i'm worrying about her going to work every day 
Yeah. So I said, get me somewhere that I can be looked after. Yeah. And I get her at the weekend. She comes and takes me out most weekends. Yeah. So being obviously you've moved from Bridge of Weir um, down to Auchin Lake, which is a big change. But I've you... never ever come to Auchin Lake, Cumnock or any of these places in the whole of my life. I was always in Greenock and Gurrock and Port Blasco and Kilmacombe and Bridge of Weir, Johnston. But when I moved here, it was completely different to what, but I'm now getting used to the restaurants and all the eating places in about Cumnock. Yeah, definitely that's important. So being near your daughter is important. Yes. Yeah. So I see her or speak to her on the phone. She speaks to me because I never phone. I'm a terrible at phoning people. I'm bad at keeping in touch with people. But you know I'm here and my friends know I'm here. I've got a sister. I've got a sister in Johnson and a sister. There were six of us, four boys and three girls. I'm one of the boys. I've got a brother in Southend. I've got a brother in Yeovil. I've got a brother in Manchester. And I'm in Bridge in Kilmacombe. My sister's in Paisley, Johnston. Yeah. And my other sister's in Bridgewear. Yeah, so you're all over. So obviously keeping in touch with people is important. Yes, and my sister has got Park, not Parkinson's, but Alzheimer's. And she just got it a year ago. So she still looks after her garden, but she doesn't know where she is. And they're frightened of her going to church because it's about two miles away from her house. And they're frightened of her getting caught in traffic. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your room. I know you're quite well set up with different um, cassettes. How do you spend your time? I've got my time? own music and I've got cassettes and I've got music I listen to. I listen to Radio Scotland, BBC Scotland, from six o'clock to nine o'clock. And then I switch over to something that, I may want to watch on the TV, but at the moment it's the tennis. Before that, it was the football. Yeah. Which is on the radio every. I listen to the radio quite a lot to get the football or the cricket or whatever there is. I was watching a bit of tennis and a bit of. But Murray got knocked out, so it's not as good now. But I was watching Djokovic last night. And the man he was playing is from Poland. And he's got some service, but Djokovic is leading to nothing. Right, and they're good. coming back on something this afternoon to yeah. finish the game off. Yeah, Because they so made be 11, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, good. So being able to watch um, and listen to the things that are important to you, um, you know, so that people know that you enjoy sports. Um, so that's, you know, having access to that type of thing makes a difference to you. Yes. And the people that miss me now mostly in Kilmacombe is the ones I did the gardens. I was involved with the Horticultural Society for 20 odd years. Yeah, so we good. used to visit all the gardens round about Scotland 
and our flower show was every September. So I'm hoping to get to it this year. I didn't manage last year, but I'm hoping my daughter will take me September the 2nd, I think it is, because I used to enter it. I was the chairman, and I'm now, what do you call it, life, life participation of being the chairman. Yeah, good. So you've got a kind of lifelong award or recognition um, for that. Yes. Yeah, and you help at the, although you've got the Parkinson's and as you say, the sugarly arms, you're still very much involved in helping with the garden and the tubs here, aren't you? Yes, I, I do most of the gardening over here because not not to be cruel, but None of them know what gardening's about. <laughs> yeah, good for you. So I'm sure you're able to give your opinion on the different plants and flowers. Well, when I was at the armchair games at Kilmarnock last Wednesday, name the tune. I got 16 out of 20 right. And I knew the other ones, but they played only a wee snatchel of the thing, and I hit a bullseye in the archery. But the only problem was the bowling wasn't very good because it was soft balls, uh, and they don't roll along the carpet like we have over here. Quite good at the bowling over here. Yeah, but I try to bowling. encourage the people to do things rather than sit and sleep. Yeah, definitely. So staying active and being involved in the things that people like to do, but also having different opportunities to be involved, maybe in new activities or different things that might inspire you. Why Why I, do you think that's important? I go to a keep fit class on a Wednesday down at the gym that Alassi runs. Janet, I think her name is. And I go to that on a Wednesday afternoon from half past one to three o'clock and after the session we do a tea and what she's got is she has chairs in the place especially with no arms on them so you have to use your legs for getting up you haven't got the arms to lean on to get up so you're using your legs and even sitting back down in the chair you've nothing to hold on to whereas you usually got two arms on the wheelchairs or the dining room chairs here. But I get on quite well. Once I'm there, I use my Zimmer f for using, doing the exercises, to moving around. But I don't try to go around the back of the chair, which she gets the people to do. But I just stand with my Zimmer, and when I feel as though I need a rest, I just sit back down. But there's nothing to let me sit back down. I have to feel the edge of the chair on my knees, the back of my legs, and then I'd sit. And once I'm down, you can use the side of the chair to get yourself comfortable. But it's very good. I go every yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, well, good. I've been for three weeks. It's only just started me going down. Right, brilliant. Um, so there's lots of different activities you can try. And I know that there's lots of different kind of group activities, things on in the lounges and the dining room. Well, there's um, something on all the time, morning and afternoon. Now, this afternoon, after I finished here on my recording, I'm going down to play dominoes. 
and encourage the ladies to play dominoes. Yep. But we don't help them to pick out the numbers. We just say, two at this end and five at the other end, and they have to figure out what they've got in their hands. Yep. But the carers just look over their shoulder and say, you can play that one or that one or that one. But you're actually prompting people. So I think you were mentioning... Yes, you don't let them not get involved. And the same as we have Charlie coming with the guitar. And I helped Charlie because I've taught him some songs he didn't know. <laughs> and yeah. what happens is he always says, if you've got a famous singer or whatever your favourite is, let me know and I'll sing the thing. But a lot of them couldn't tell you. Elvis or the Hollies or whatever it is, one from another. But they're being entertained for the afternoon. Yeah. And I help Charlie to, I give him a song and he says, oh, I don't know that one kind. I says, well, you better look up it on your telephone and get the, the words for next week. Yeah. So I've taught him a few new additions to his repertoire. And yeah. then Charlie comes in once a month at least. And we have another entertainer that comes. And he does it with the screen and the pods he puts on. And then you talk about famous people like Betty, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. He puts them up on the screen and people have to guess who the two couples are. Well, most of them don't know. But I help try by giving him the answer. And he says, well done, Ken. Yeah, good. But and he relies on me to give him the answers before yeah. someone else. Sometimes they can remember the things, or one person will remember something, give him the answer. Then he plays a wee tune on the which we watch on the screen, and we all join in the singing. Yeah, good. And I think because you've got experience, you used to go into care homes yourself, being an entertainer. <laughs> yeah, no, I used but to I'll... say I went to care homes. <laughs> Yeah, helping to sing to the people, and I thought I'd never ever thought I'd be in a care home. Yeah, but, but I'm I like quite happy in here. You're happy here. That's good. I've got um, the music. I've got the TV. I've got the Sky Sports and my TV, which I can watch the cricket or the whatever's on the football. But I'm quite happy. In, I can get about in my room. You got the toilet right next door to you. It's within the room, and I. That's what. I, as long as I can get to the toilet on my feet, I'm quite happy. I use the Zimmer for going down, what, 50, 25 yards or something, from yeah. my bedroom to the dining room. And I liked and I what. I liked what you were saying about supporting people who have got. Um, you were mentioning if they weren't recognizing the dominoes or the songs that you were prompting them rather than just giving them the answer. You, you try really... to prompt them with most of the things. Yeah. Not You give them the question and then you wait on the answer. But you bear with them if they take a long time. But some of the ladies I can talk to, they remember their old school days and what they did when they were young, but they don't know that it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Or day. And normal question I get every day is, what time is it? And yeah. I'll say quarter to five. 
and five minutes, what time is it? What day is it? I'll say Saturday, whatever the day is. Yeah, that's kind. To try and help, but the, to try and help them without having to force them to answer. Don't do the answers for them till they've exhausted themselves trying to get it. Yeah, so I think people need a bit of time, and that's sometimes the case with Parkinson's disease, isn't it? That's yes. People need to give you a bit of time to be able to speak. Sometimes there can be a delay, and that might be something that, you know, for some care staff well, that have maybe not worked with people with when I'm um, Parkinson's. My pills, my pills at nine o'clock, nine o'clock, one o'clock, three, five o'clock, and ten o'clock at night. Well, see the hour before I get my pill, my hands shake quite a lot. So I have to get the girls to give me my coffee or my tea in a beaker. Because it's easier to suck the thing rather than to try and hold the cup. It all shakes about. Yeah. And the timing of the Parkinson's medication is really crucial for some. Yeah, so that's a really good point to make, Ken. I've got the I've got my nurse, as I'd call him, a male nurse at Cumnock Hospital. The yeah, the Parkinson's nurse, yes. Is in Cumnock and I go yeah. to see him at least once every six months. I'm due to go and see him in August, which is next month. Yeah. So it's important for people like yourself to have access to different, um, you know, the professionals, whether they can visit the home or you can visit them, having that network of professionals to be well, involved. Well, you see, sometimes when I'm in the toilet, I have to wait on the second flush, as I call it, <laughs> coming when I'm going to do a pee. Oh. Because the nurses taught me that I don't empty my bladder ah. when I go to the toilet. To have to wait another five minutes after I've been for the second flush to come. Yeah. And the girls started saying, you're sitting on that toilet an awful lot. I said, I have to wait on the second flush coming. But they all know now. The yeah. carers all know your symptoms, so they bear with you. Yeah, so that's a really good tip because people with Parkinson's disease, especially one of the side effects of the medication, can actually cause the bladder not to empty properly and could make you prone to infections. So that's a really important thing to like include in your personal plan so yes. that staff know that. So that's a really good point that you're making. The staff watch, oh, it's kind ringing the bell. You know, the, the buzzer. Yeah. It'll be Ken, because they've left me on the on the throne sitting in the toilet waiting on the second flush coming. Good for but you. Some, something you learn through habit. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So for new staff coming in, it would be important they, they knew that about you um, just to get make sure that they have that time. It's the same at night. You get good, different girls coming on and you know I ring. I don't go to bed early because I felt as though I take a sleeping pill to help me to sleep because I'm terrible at getting up at three and four in the morning and lying there and saying, oh, I need to get up into my chair. So I just ring the buzzer at that time. They know it's me. But when I get new carers coming in at night, they don't know my problem of having to help me into bed. But once they've done it once or twice, 
they get used to it. The same as in the morning, it's mostly the nurses that I get to get me up out of bed. Yep, so I use a... my zimmer and go to the toilet. And then they, they shower me Tuesdays and Saturdays. Yep. And I get so, my leg dressed twice a week. Yeah, so having that consistent approach is really important so that you're able to then do as much, you know, support as much as you can. Uh, yes, that's I good. try to help them as much as I can. And I say, I'm not, I'm a nuisance. And they said, you're not a nuisance at all. That's what we're here for. Yeah. If you can't tell them you're needing trouble, help, they're not going to know about it. Yeah. So you have to let them know all your problems. Yeah. So I think we've covered quite a lot. So just in kind of closing the conversation, I'm just wondering if you've got a final message, like what would be the, the your a kind of key point that you would want people to know about, you know, why being active in a care home is important. One kind of final, what would you say to well, people? Well, I just feel as though the thing that I rely on is being able to use my zimmer and use my feet. I feel as though I'd be no use in a chair. Some people are in chairs and they can live in chairs. But when you need the toilet, they ask for it. But you can't always do it immediately. Whereas I can walk into the toilet, do the necessary, if I need help with my pads and things, the girls are there to provide it for me. But most of the time, as a manager on my own, that's the main thing I feel, yeah. is to be able to move in my room to go to the toilet when I want to. Yeah. And not so, rely on having to ring the buzzer to get the girls to help me in. But to help me into the toilet, I can get in in the wheelchair, hold on to the basin or the rail for the towel and get in onto the pot. Good. And then come off the pot when the girls leave me because they know I'm going to be about five or ten minutes yeah, so the, waiting on the second flush coming, as I call it. Yeah, so being able to remain as independent as possible for yes. as long as possible is really important. Yes, and when I go to do the garden outside or do the beds or clean up, my daughter was helping me to clean the, the raised beds. I have to go in my wheelchair, but I can stand against the raised bed, do digging for so long and then have to sit back in the chair. But yep. the chair's there beside me. I can walk right around the bed. But it's the only trouble is you're walking on grass rather than stones or slabs. We've got a pathway running around that we use for the wheelchairs. And we get days out when we put up the bergolas and the sunny days. Yep. Great. Okay, so there's lots for people to think about. I just want to thank you, Ken, for yeah. coming on today's episode and sharing with us. Um, no problem at all. I think there's um, some really good content there about being person-centred, about keeping you mobile and keeping you involved in all the different activities. Um, so I think that's been really helpful. So thank you so much. <laughs>